0: Welcome to Keepers of the Word. We are an esoteric study group of Freemasons whose purpose is of sharing knowledge of mystery schools and debunking misconceptions about Freemasonry. You're here with Mike and Ron.
1: Any of the opinions expressed on Keepers of the Word do not reflect the opinions of other organizations or Masonic lodges. Today's topic, we have noticed a trend in different interest groups coming to the surface in the fraternity some being motorcycle clubs, and some being refreshment clubs. But one theme seems to be growing bolder in expressing the deeper side of Freemasonry. With more complex topics being discussed in public forums more than ever, with accepting accepting the idea that Freemasonry is a lot more than what is on the surface, and that theme you may ask is the esoterics. Today we have with us two very special guests and also current masters of two lodges, that, have, that are helping lead the way to making esotericism more accepting in Blue Lodges. Masters of both Southern California Research Law, Society and Southern South Pasadena Lodge 290 will be discussing with us the various means they have been promoting the fraternity through their own lodges by means of esoteric knowledge and large public events. With us is master of South Pasadena Lodge, Brother Dago Rodriguez, and Master of so- Southern California Research Lodge, Jeriel Smith. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to finally have you on our show. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So, um, <clears throat> Brother Jeriel, tell us a little bit about uh, SoCal Research.
2: Well, Southern California Research Lodge is one of four active research lodges uh, in the uh, jurisdiction of California. Um, We all uh, take different approaches to it. The signature for the Southern California Research Lodge is our uh, monthly publication, The Fraternal Review, which dates back to, I think, something like about 1952. But for many, many years, it looked a lot like this. Um, It was like a a club newsletter newsletter. We garnished uh, um, articles from a variety of uh, publications all over the country, and they were just kind of a mishmash of what's being talked about in Freemasonry. In um, 2016, uh, the Research Lodge moved from Brea, California, up to South Pasadena Lodge, and we, at that time, created a new uh, uh, strategic plan and uh, the key to it was transforming the magazine and we went from that magazine to what we publish now uh, eleven times a year which is sixteen or once in a while twenty pages on uh, high gloss full color and each one of those is um, designed as a unit of Masonic education. Our strategic plan says that what we're trying to do is restore Masonic education to the prominence that it deserves, along with what we call observant practices, sometimes called traditional observance, and also um, another thing that we consider a, a traditional practice in Freemasonry, which is use of meditation.
1: How do you apply that use?
2: Well, in in our case, um, the uh, South Pasadena Lodge has a a monthly uh, hour and a half class on meditation. Um, And we also, uh, and Doggo will probably get into this in a little more detail in a while, and our internal education program that we have for our uh, candidates going through the degrees. We have uh, quite a few things that we, that we um, teach them between the various degrees and various requirements that we have for them, such as preparing and giving a ten minute talk to one of our, our stated meetings on a subject, uh, be it a, an emblem, a, a symbol or, or a concept. From the degree that they're just ha- that they've just had, and how that affects their their consciousness, um, the the essence of observant practices as as we try to promote it is just that consciousness, and we stress um, the the level of consciousness and the level of of um, intensity. In our rituals, and that is the is is the real guts of it. To get more deeply into what the what the meanings are, uh, rather than just the little introduction that you get, if if you only go into this in, into the the ceremonies of the initiation, all you've done is open the door, and you're told one quick description of what each symbol means to to operative masons and to speculative masons like ourselves. There are tomes written on what these symbols actually mean. So a second step after you've had the ceremony is study. Read what other people have said about it. We we encourage lectures, um, and we um, also encourage meditating on the symbols and on the concepts. They um, It turns out these symbols are very, very deep and they're very personal. And so going inside your own consciousness and opening yourself up to let that symbol... Metaphorically speak to you uh, on the level of soul consciousness rather than just with your intellect. So we really see that the ceremonies themselves are, are highly emotional, the study of it is intensely uh, intelligent, and the, the meditation on it. Brings it into the spiritual soul level, and that, thats thats what our goal is, and we think that's what will bring the generations of young men that are that are seeking out light and masonry. Uh, and it's been our experience the last few years at at South Pasadena Lodge and the Research Lodge that the young man, young men that we're looking for, that's what they're looking for.
1: We and, agree. But that's the data that's being shown. I was going to gonna ask as if well. <clears throat> your data
0: was showing how, how what kind of response you were getting from the candidates, and it by you saying that that's kind of the same type of yeah, response absolutely. that we're getting with uh, doing.
3: Yeah, well, and also the show. to piggyback on what he was, uh, Jerry was saying was you know in rebranding the magazine, uh, every every issue has a theme that we select a year before, and we created the magazine, so it's a, it's not a big research magazine like a philalathes where you'll have like 15 page articles 10 page articles it's a gateway it, uh, publication for a new mason to be able to digest the information much more easily and be able to expand on it if you want to so. so you have fragments that are about a paragraph long to the biggest articles are two pages long a pop culture section um, dates and calendars, and other events that we can, uh, that you can travel to and see at other lodges in Southern California that we publish on the third page of the magazine in every issue. So we really wanted to make it much more accessible, and in a way, I don't want to say convenient, but that seems like the right word for a new Mason to be able to start introducing him into Masonic education. And we encourage lodges to feel free to reprint any of the articles in their trestle boards in their websites, or they could also do Masonic educational talks during stated meetings. They could pick up one of the magazines, open up to a page, and read it out loud to their Lodge and discuss it, what they just read, what it meant to them, what it means to the other members in the Lodge. So we really wanted to make it very thorough and accessible in that manner as we rebranded it from a pamphlet, basically, to so a color. To magazine. what it is
0: now. So yeah, and I, I really like that. Like, one of the first episodes that I think that I saw that caught my attention was the psychedelic one. And it was like, you know, it was this really just imagery that was so poignant and, and, and just jumped out at you and was really beautiful on the cover. And it was like, okay, let's see what this is about. Wow. And then that, at that point it was where I was open to the fact that, yeah, now. And what was California the tagline of that magazine? Um, our, ma-
3: our Mason Stoners. There you go. So <laughs> you're, you're, a- it's really so you're kind of playing on that on that fine line also as to we obviously take our masonry seriously but all but there's a level of levity to it as well that it's a wink 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 kind of thing to the ritual and the symbol that we were going to be discussing in that issue which was the, the Ashlers, right? But it does but, and we like to play with it like like that sometimes. But we also kind of watch ourselves to make sure we don't go too off the deep end and and make it not as accessible or too funny or a joke you know, you really or, too, to get, inside. or okay. too inside or too inside, yeah.
2: yeah, and we see <clears throat> excuse me, we see Freemasonry is in a stream, an ongoing stream of the sometimes called ancient wisdom i prefer the term ageless wisdom because it's still being brought forth today and all of those as any reader of joseph campbell is aware follow these paradigms of the hero's tale and and the hero is unaware at the beginning who he is and uh through time and through his Search for his true identity um he he comes into um his his heritage as a special a, a empowered uh spiritual being and um, we go into connecting many of these different kind of things like for example um alchemy, alchemy. Um, is metaphorical, in in the same way that that uh, speculative masonry is metaphorical. There is the um, operative alchemists using these elements that we have on the table in front of us, and um, I think it's kind of a lure to get the um, to get the greedy and selfish people to take wrong turns. Um, you've got something like transferring lead into gold and, and let, 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 let the greedy and the selfish work on that. What the symbolism of it is, is taking the, 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 um, lead in their, their metaphor is what our rough Ashler is. And they, the gold is what our smooth, the perfect Ashler is. It's, All of it is taking good men and making them better. And so we will try to point out um, the similarities between these other traditions and uh, Masonic traditions, not to have us practice those. We don't want to do that, but we know that those practices have been used effectively by good men in the past for the kind of self-improvement that we're having. So we encourage people to look at that and see what that meaning is and realize masonry in this other discipline, this a lot of times symbolically presented, uh, have these common elements. What does that suggest? That suggests these are universal concepts yeah. And and that's what uh, that's what we're into, and that that's that's the our approach as a research lodge to what are called esoteric topics, not not for uh, witchcraft or any of that kind of stuff, which is the uh, which is the stock and trade of the anti-masonry um, movement. By the way, we have a an issue on uh, anti-masonry and exposures, and we expose a lot of anti-masonry for what it is. It's just a misguided propaganda for the most part. And, um, And we make the point that the exposures, where people that had a grudge against masonry would write down the ritual and publish it, it turns out that ends up being kind of a service, because that's most of what we know about our our ritual and da- dating dating back three hundred years comes from those exposures, because otherwise it was all mouth to ear. Nothing was
3: nothing was findable later. And you brought up data. There's a great book, uh, "Millennial Apprentices," by Samuel Friedman is his name. And this brother from the East Coast uh, did a five year study as to what was giving uh, having. Why were young masons joining lodges? And he breaks down the data into is to search for more education, more knowledge. And that's was, that was the highest percentage of their reasoning for wanting to come to a lodge and stay in a lodge. And he concluded that if lodges did not implement some sort of educational aspect into the, their lodge, that they were not going to last long, that nobody was going to stick around. They were not going to have a foundation. So that's really interesting. If you have a chance to check that book out, it's pretty insightful as to right now what Masons are coming to the lodge and why they're staying in the lodges.
0: Um as we were talking about earlier too, like in something we had mentioned was the mysteries. They are they're hungry for the mysteries. They're hungry for for that secret society. And although we may not be that secret society, but we definitely have elements of those older secret societies within our organization, the magic is absolutely there and that's what they're looking for. So
1: which also, you know, brings me to, I guess, the birth of the illumination lectures, right? I mean, you guys wanted to get it out there in a uh, physical form. You know, you were giving you were getting the pamphlets and you turned that into a magazine and now you're having somebody actually in front of you talking about different things in masonry, outside of masonry that relate to masonry. Can you tell me how that was born?
3: Yes. Uh, Well, (laughs) when I first uh, came to South Pasadena uh, Lodge, it didn't have a Masonic uh, educational element to it. It was just a standard lodge. You would get your degrees. You would stick around and help out, get back on the line. And as a young uh, junior warden with brother now worshipful Margo Garcia, We were always curious, and we know that there was much more... The more we were memorizing these lectures, the more intrigued we were in trying to find out, well, what's the -the in-between-the-line thing going on here? And that's when we would go to the Philosophical Research Society, to the library, to our own little library, and crack open books and figure out what it really meant. And to our surprise, some of those things that the, the symbols meant really... Connected to us personally, but also it was what we were hypothesizing they meant. So it really, it was like that golden moment. We were like, well, there's more here that we're not exploring. We should discuss it. So we would sit and have a a discussion group with four or five of us. And that eventually grew into like, well, why don't we get this scholar that's local to come and talk at our lodge and see what he tells us about this. And then we had our very first lecture with four people there. Nobody really showed up, but it was just the ones that wanted more light, if you will. And eventually one year, the year that I was master uh, the first time around, we decided to budget an educational uh, fund for speakers. And I think we had four, five speakers that came by that that time, and more people just slowly started to trickle in and showing up and being part of it. And now it's just become the traditional tradition in our lodge. But before I became master, we sat down and we said, well, what kind of lodge do we want to be? And we broke it down into, well, what kind of, we want to focus on leadership, on our identity, our history, our archives, if you will, and education. We want to be an educational lodge. How do we become an educational lodge where there are so many limited lodges that uh, don't have a system in place that we could go copy, that we could riff off? So we, we slowly started doing what we felt we wanted in our experience that we didn't get when we first came into the lodge, which meant a room, a chamber of reflection, the lectures. And at that point, the Southern California Research Lodge was looking for a home here in L.A. So we we hung out, wined and dined them and smooshed, you know. (laughs) We did our due diligence and said, well, if you come to us, we should definitely, we'll rebrand it into a magazine thing and we'll join it, we'll be part of it, and we'll help, grow it so we can go hand in hand with the lodge and help us in forming this thing that we want to have as an educational lodge. And then from there we started be, uh, creating a curriculum for entered apprentices, fellow crafts, and it's still growing. It's evolving. It's 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 never ending I, I've come to realize. So you don't lo- really look at the finish line but the journey to a hypothetical finish line because it's always going to be changing. But you asked what the genesis was. That's how it originally started. and saying, well, what, what kind of, where do we see our lodge in five years? And so, so that's how we see it. So how well, let's work our way backwards and see how we get there. How you get there. And those were the baby steps that we took. But it took a good solid five years before it became a standardized element right. at South Pasadena tonight. So
1: I remember the beginning of my Masonic journey. I learned that south pasadena lodge was one of the more esoteric lodges in the la area and i i went to one of the illumination lectures and i was like wow this is awesome i can't believe no more logic i can't believe we're not doing this right, right? and could you tell me a, a time where that shift happened where you guys started getting into this was there some pushback were there issues
3: y- yeah well like that i think when we sat down after our it was around our, our 125th anniversary in 2013. I, was, I think I was the junior warden or the senior deacon. And no, cracking open the archives, if you will, we were up in the attic opening up boxes with pictures of lodge members that we had never seen, historical records. And we're like, wow, there was such a history here that that needs to be celebrated and we need to be... We need to be creating our own history. How are we going to create our own history? And that's when we sat down and hammered out that five year plan in wanting to turn it into the lodge that it's slowly becoming now. But it took they weren't there was not a lot of push. There was just not understanding. And we didn't really begin like our chamber of reflection. I have lodges that come to our lodge and say, Well, our lodge won't let us have a chamber of reflection. And my first thing is, well, why do you call it a chamber of reflection? You know, call it a... a, a,
0: Candidate waiting area. A waiting (laughs) area, a waiting room. Let him sit
3: there. Because you open the lodge and it takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Do you want him sitting in the dining room by himself? Or would you rather have him sit in a little private area that we doll up for him with a candle that he can contemplate and meditate on what he's going to go? He's already hypersensitive and his emotions are really high at that point. Here's a good way to focus it. And that's how we started doing it. Little did we know it was called a chamber of reflection or a room of contemplation until a year or two later when we were at Grand Lodge and somebody just said, hey, you're doing a uh, chamber of reflection. And I was like, what is that? And then when I researched, it, I was like, oh, wow, like we not even thinking about it. We were already putting it into practice. And it made me it weirded me out because it almost felt like some ghost at the lodge was directing us into trying to create something that was a standard before and now it's making its way back i remember
1: stepping in there and i think it was for we went for an installation and julio luna took us to the chamber he guys, you guys don't have a chamber i'm like no can you show us and he walked us through the experience and it was really good and we came back and i told ron and i told joe i'm like hey we got to do this and we didn't know exactly how to do it. We just figured, you know, we're, we're going to figure it out. And we're going to do it. And it's been excellent. So, since. But the
3: question then becomes,
1: why did you feel that you had to do it? Because I feel that, you know, we're missing something. I feel that, again, I was waiting in where, where you're supposed to eat. If I would have had the room of reflection, the chamber of reflection, it would have meant more for me. Yeah. And I feel like that. That the old ways, and we were talking in that conversation earlier, the old ways were, you know, they're watered down now. And we need to bring them back some way, shape, or form because they have meaning and they have depth. And I think that's what the candidate takes with them. That's how you go through your degrees. And as you go through them, you want to make them more and more meaningful. And these are ways to,
3: little things like that make them more meaningful. And that goes back to what uh, Worshipful Gerald said about the observant practices. All that really means is that you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to excel in it. You're going to give them an, you're going to give the candidate an excellent experience. And what does excellent experience mean to you and to your lodge? And how are you going to portray that? And that's why people get scared when they hear, oh, an observant lodge. Oh, that's hocus pocus. It's wizardry. Let's, we don't want it in our lodge. But all it really is saying is, do it better. Do a better job. That's all it's saying. On the bottom line, the bottom thesis, if you break it down, that's all it's saying. What are you doing to make this excellent and memorable to this candidate? Better than your experience. And if every lodge just approaches that with just that in mind, I think you'll have a whole different attitude about masonry.
1: And I think it'll promote growth as well. Well, that's exactly you know, true. Yeah. That's the whole point of yeah. it, right? It's yeah. and, and, and the key there,
2: and thus the word observance, is paying attention, realizing that this is something that's profound. But if you just parade the profound substance pie too quick to notice, you get nothing out of it. So we use the chamber of reflection to start right off by having the candidate, even before he knows what's going on, think about why am I here? Nope why why am i interested enough that i'm going to to go through this ceremony so it 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 creates some expectation and some drama another place where the consciousness makes a difference we're we're all familiar with the difference between when somebody just rattles something off from memory versus they give it Expression and put put the the feeling into intent. It. The intent. But that, that's another thing it. that I think is really of the essence of observant practices is get rid of the idea that you have sideliners. That's an unfortunate term. Uh, people that are just on the sidelines. It's not like being a baseball game and you're eating hot dogs and peanuts. Your <laughs> purpose there is to psychologically intellectually spiritually participate in that degree so having that having that concentration intensifies the environment and um one of the things that we talk about uh with our candidates uh and and recommend um, when you come back to see the degree again um it's good to try to identify with the candidate when the candidate is and and you're on the so-called sideline when the candidate is is taking his obligation take your obligation again so you experience vicariously the degree over and over ritual works by repetition and and Having everybody in there, even even if they're not, it's what um, Wilmshurst calls the non-officiating brethren, and he emphasizes being really attentive to what is going on to, to support that, support that with 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 all of your conscious awareness. That's again ties into the practice of meditation, because meditation is taking your awareness and narrowing it down so that all of your attention is focused on what your intention is. In the case of our our regular meditations, we're we're talking about my intention is to comprehend on a deeper level what this symbol is or what this principle of masonry is. And um, that's that's what makes the, the, the intensity of the, of the initiation uh more more profound and think of the term initiation initiation means to start something and the ceremony is no more than that it's the start it opens the door but if you don't go through the door and into the experience and, and followed up with, with, with study and contemplation, then you're never getting to the depth of it. Um, when we were talking before, uh, with, when I was talking with Michael, I was comparing it to skipping a stone across the pond, EA, FC, MM, but those just touch the, the, the top of the pond and mm-hmm. bounce, bounce on. Well, if you do that, like when I was raised, I was raised in 1966. Um, when I was 21, I had been a Um and my impression was from the lodge where I was raised that that masons didn't even know what masonry was. They, they, um, you know, when I when I got into DeMolay, uh, my dad brought home um, uh, Mandy Palmer Hall's book, the 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 secret teachings of the ages, and I started reading that. So I had I had quite some yeah, ideas yeah. by the time by the time I turned twenty one. I didn't really become active in Masonry until uh, twenty twelve. In the meantime, I actually studied in two or three mystery schools,
3: uh, modern versions of them. And uh, when, you think if you would have had education, it would have kept you interested, or
2: it very well it very well might have. It it certainly would have. Um, Raised my opinion of the value to myself of uh, yeah. the Masonic experience, yeah. and um, I w- I was fortunate when I did it, it when I finally got uh, going in it. This idea of traditional observance had had really started taking off, and it's it's taken off even more. We were talking earlier about the Masonic Restoration Foundation and. Um, our, our leadership goes to, to their, um, their annual symposia every year. And the whole purpose of it is uh, the promotion of, of uh, observant masonry. We have talks on it. Uh, we have degree exemplifications, meditations, and the like. And uh, we bring that stuff home and uh, put it into practice. And uh, there's... You don't have to do everything. take whatever of the observant practices there are that are of
3: interest to you and put those put In, those implement into them effect. Into and and um but what's great about the retreat sometimes you'll get those stories of they'll they'll have a uh, somebody speak that had a lodge that had nothing was run down and over two years once they put these practices into place and the right minded people joined, like it looks amazing the transformations that these lodges have made and it's just it's, it's an inspiring weekend brother andrew hammer and company that put they put it up and if you guys can go you should definitely check it out because it's you learn from each other and they bring those innovations and ideas that lodges are doing to make the experience better to the forefront and discuss it and say why it works why it's not working what you know backlash they're getting and how they're addressing it and it's it's insightful So it's
1: a good place to collect data and then build off of that.
3: Yes.
2: Well, and we learned very essential kind of things for forming a new uh, observant lodge or introducing observant practices into an existing lodge. And uh, among the most important ones were uh, don't start coming off like you're all superior to everybody else. There is an infinite variety of of different Lodge cultures. And while we're striving for excellence, remember that um, Brother Masons don't compete with one another. They're not trying to make themselves better than their brother. We're trying to make ourselves ourselves. better than we were before. And so... That's that's always been a very important element is to is to not pretend like we've got the golden secret and the rest of you are wasting your time. You're not wasting your time, but you are floating on the surface. And we we, we really advocate take a deep breath, dive deep into the pool, and yep. find out uh, what what it's What's really all there. about.
0: Yep. So. Moving on, I don't mean to cut you short there, but um why don't you talk to us about Masonicon that's coming up and uh what the uh what was your what was what was the formation of that and and how did you, tell us about it?
3: Well, I had heard that Masonicon started in Alboro, Massachusetts. Brian Simmons started it out there and about four years ago, I believe. And I had heard the name, and I was like, wow, why haven't we done that here in California since It's a Riff on Comic-Con? And it was born in San Diego, obviously. Right. And And what a great way, brilliant way, to be able to bring a whole new generation into masonry, the educational side of masonry, but by branding it by this whole uh, convention that, was based, that is based off comic books and graphic novels, youth in, in a way. Uh, and that simmered, and I said, well, if we get the opportunity at my lodge, we've already established a lecture series, a lot of us at that lodge, are filmmakers or filmmakers-to-be, so how can we incorporate all these elements? And I went to Boston last last year or the year before, and I saw saw what he did, and it's amazing what they put together over there, and that was just one day. So how could we spread it and make it more unique to masonry as the first time it's going to be introduced into California? And so we decided to do a, a, a weekend, the thought was, with screenings, which have never been done in any of these Masonicons, the speakers, panels, and vendors and kicking it off with a seven-course pop culture festive board. So it's like masonry on steroids, if you will. It's like you have... Um, masonry connects to so many things and I think this, in that weekend you'll see how far-reaching masonry can be because you, you have prominent scholars that are well-respected that are going to be there to novice scholars that are just learning new things about masonry that they are eager to share that information with you you have film, masonic filmmakers that will be watching their films and doing Q&As with them and even uh, film like Fight Club, you know that People One of my favorite movies. Don't see, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. esoteric masonic. Well, not pers- not clear masonic, but a lot of connections to it on that esoteric level mm-hmm. that we can bring up and discuss, and we will at that on that weekend in that through that film. Are we going to have an actual fight club afterwards? Maybe, <laughs> rather, maybe. we have I mean, a parking lot, so can, <laughs> it can work.
1: can't talk about it. It,
2: Mason, about it. Masonry teaches so much by allegory, and and looked at. From the proper perspective, Fight Club is almost like allegorical to masonry in terms of, well, their catch line. You don't talk about Fight Club outside of Fight Club. Um, uh, On the other hand, we at the Research Lodge and as reflected in our our lecture series at the uh, South Pasadena Lodge, Um, we, we we don't want to hide masonry's light under a bushel. We think that the more that the public is invited, almost all of our lectures are open to the public. The magazine we produce, you don't have to be a mason to subscribe to it. A lot of masons think that you can't talk about masonry. But that the only thing that you can't talk about, we have an issue, our first issue last year, uh, February 2018, is on Masonic secrecy. And what's, what's secret are the modes of recognition, the, 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 the grips, the signs, the tokens, the words, um, the very specifics of, of the ritual, uh, especially the, the obligations. But as far as what the symbols are, what they mean what they what the history is that's open the more that that is made open to the public the more people that will see we're not a bunch of devil worshipers we're 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 not a religion we're really uh a a an organization we and at least in this country we have have to have a belief in god and and uh Afterlife for the soul, um, but we're not we're not allowed to criticize one another's conception of what the deity is, and so we're 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 not a religion because we don't we don't teach religious beliefs. We actually and where you really see this a lot is in the Scottish Rite degrees. Actually, look at the spiritual traditions from, from other cultures and other times because there's wisdom in those. And what Correct. we want to do is mine the wisdom part of it. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I read uh, anti-Masonic stuff, and, and I hear, uh, well, they, they call the master worshipful. Uh, they, they worship the master of the lodge. No, we don't worship the master of the lodge. And so that's, that's why we think Masonic education, we're not just educating ourselves and one another. We want to educate the public as well. as that this, this, is a, this is a fraternity of, of uh, good men, uh, moral men, trying to be better and more moral and, and thus improve
3: society. And the event is open to the, Masonicon is open to the public as well. It's not just Mason saying it's July 12th through the 14th, and they could get more information about the event, t- t- tickets uh, at com. Uh, right now you're running a special? Yeah, we have pre-sale tickets up until Sunday, and after Sunday the pre-sale ends and they go to regular price. We have two ticketeers, so anybody that's interested, please go to the website, Masonacon. com and check it out.
1: Yes, we look forward to going. Um, it's It's one of those things where – you get to meet brothers from other lodges. You get to meet people who aren't masons and you get to bond on a, on a different plane. You know, you get to walk around and, and see things and, and kind of see different perspectives of what's going on. Well, and learn from
3: each other. You're right. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. And I think that's what we we're going to put out a video about the event this weekend. And you get to see the perspective of the levels of, of talented Masons out there that are going to be there, and everything that's going to go into it, and I think it's a, it's going to be a rare opportunity that might not happen again. So I think it's good to seize on it and see what the potential is when people work together to create something of substance, or at least we feel of substance that could be shared with others to take home with them. I think that's kind of the thesis behind.
1: And we you thing. know we're looking forward to it, but we're also looking forward to its continuation. If it's something that can continuously grow and, and become something bigger than what it already is, then wow, you've, you've done something. And I think both of you are are asset to what masonry is. And a, a, a brother of, of mine, um, Dave, he said there's one of two things, man. Either you're good for masonry or masonry is good for you. And I, I truly believe that. And you guys are, are good for masonry. This, these are things that, that we need right now in this time to not only promote the craft, but really educate the public as to what we are, who we are, and what we're trying to do.
3: And ourselves. Educate exactly. ourselves, yeah.
1: I think that's, you know, looking inwards, that's, that's one of the things that, that we teach, you know, in the chamber, in, in, in Lodge, is looking inside and, and seeing what you could build and bring out. And I think you guys are doing a great job with that. Um, going back to the illumination lectures, is there a specific lecture that you like the most and why? Oh, wow. Now there's so many of <laughs> them. You guys have like, had some good there's, there's lectures, times when I've walked in, there's like over 100 people yeah, at, at these yeah. lectures. And it's, wow, it's amazing. We're,
2: we're regularly getting at least 35 or so and regularly getting about 50, 60. And we, we've hit 100 a couple of times as wow. well. Yeah. And, and again, it brings together a lot of people from different, from different lodges. And um, it sets as an example for them. They, they start thinking about uh, doing similar kind of things uh, in, in their own lodge. And I'll just mention, by the way, um, we're looking forward to uh, coming down here to you guys. Uh, you're going to have uh, a, uh, an esoteric yes. on
1: September 7th. Yes, September 7th we will have esoteric on. It's a, it's a different take on it. Uh, it's something that is encompassing everything. Um, bringing all the mystery schools together, um, modern and, and old, ancient, and you know, sitting them down and, and kind of you know learning from each other. Why not? Why can't we do that? It's you a know? great way to spend a day, exactly. no doubt, exactly. or an a what weekend. We're, that's, that's
0: what we're, we're looking, looking for. Yeah,
1: we're looking forward to that. And, and you know, especially with brothers, you know, we, we would like more brothers to participate and help out and, and you know be a part of this this event. Especially like like uh, we had this conversation before. You know, we should want to support each other and in regards to what you said earlier we're not trying to be, be a lodge better than another lodge you know we're we're trying to help each other that's that's the whole point of brotherhood is to support each other and help me lift you up you know and then you pick me up and let's go let's go as high as we can why not yeah. you know, and, and
0: about, how can and how can we support each other if we have events on the same weekends yeah <laughs> you know it's like that. we that were talking do, about man. that like yeah. this weekend we know of two different because we're having our St. John's Day feast this coming Saturday but then there's the Grand Masters one and then there's also the Shrine, a, uh, the shrine, the shrine Luau is yeah, know. you know it's like You're close enough to other events to support them and uplift your brothers. Why do you want to? Well,
3: and that's what happens when you go visit like uh, the the East Coast and you go to the Masonic Reservation Foundation when they have them in the East Coast, or when I went to Masonic on in Boston. There, you have like the Grand Lodge officers showing up to these events, and I'm like, well, why is that happening? Well, those are smaller states, and there's they're they're a little tighter and they're and here you have California and such a huge state with a lot of masons and one grand master, one grand line that has to travel up and down the state and they can't really make us all happy. But yeah, I think true. that what needs to happen is just the communication. We just need to plan these things over a year out and solidify it and let them know to put it on those master calendars. So they're aware of it as well. And they're, they, they get more tactful that way. Cause I know they plan their calendars up to two years in advance and if a new master comes in, they're just getting their calendar rolling. And if they have something special going on, it kind of gets muddled, which is sad because you would think something that you're going to invest all this time or money into it, it ha- it have a lot more support or right. backing. But it it just it's it, then it just falls on the lodge to do what they can to push it forward. But if you do it again, I, that's, I think, a great way to do it is to say, well, next year we have the date. Here you go. Send it up north so they're aware of, we're aware of and we start promoting things earlier so people lay off those weekends and they could all concentrate on the big event that you throw yeah
2: yeah the same weekend as Masonic Con the Grand Lodge is doing a cornerstone for uh,
3: West for, Covina Homes for the West Covina Homes and the Mason of the Year now. Awards that night in Pasadena wow. so, right. wow. but you asked me uh, the, election, the speaker, any favorite speakers and I'll tell you that the the, what I get I get the most kick out of speakers when it's one of our own speaker, one of our own guys from our lodge, a brother from our lodge, that I helped raise, and all of a sudden, they're going to come and do a talk. Like when Marco, Johnny, and Julio did the talk on the Chamber of Reflection. Jamie Lamb, just recently, did the talk on Magic. He was at our lodge for a few years, he affiliated, and he was talking to us about this stuff that he was reading. So when that starts to happen, and even earlier on, we had other brothers from our lodge that were doing them before it got a little bigger and the more I see that the more proud I am of what masonry can accomplish and how we can inspire them and give them the confidence to want to do that kind of thing and I think that's what you're going to see more of in the years to come more grass individuals that want to share the information that they have discovered
2: and the research lodge does a, a, a version of that as well um, if you if you're reading our, our magazines from month to month, you may have noticed that um, we frequently will have uh, individual articles that are written by um, members of the uh, the research lodge ourselves or or others. Um, we've also been recently um, having kind of a, a growth process in in terms of having um, people. Uh, many of them uh, have been uh, speakers that we have gotten to know through the Illuminations series. That then will guest edit an issue. Oh wow! Um, so so we've we're. In our future planning, we're, we're wanting to have that be more and more because we want it, We want the magazine to be a platform for people to to be able to explore their own capacities in terms of uh, organizing and putting together a, a magazine or even just writing an article for it. Um,
0: whatever their Masonic journey what, may be. What,
2: whatever their, their Masonic journey can be so we're hopefully we're helping to ra- raise uh, raise uh, uh, the profile of of uh the new generations of of people that will um that will contribute we also um have had really good success with a couple of our issues um in september of uh the last two years, we, we've we had polls. One of them was for the top ten books that have influenced our readership uh, in, in masonry. And then last year in September, we had a um, vote for the top ten esoteric authors uh, of, of Masonic books. And uh, there we have people who, who already have a high profile, but we're trying to get it— make it known to more to
3: more masons uh by by putting it in the magazine and um there's so much stuff out there that we just want to sort of condense it and say well this is what everybody is saying or reading and i think the polls help streamline it a little better for masons to figure out what might be something they should invest in
0: at yeah. least the top ten list for them to exactly. start going yeah. down rabbit holes, right? <laughs> data is important start, and it it's not lie.
1: I mean, data is very important. Uh, comp- large companies pay for that to to forecast their future and wh- what they're going to invest in. So, and
3: we'll probably do this as a book poll uh, We're talking about every five years, maybe, just to like freshen it up, if you will.
1: And yeah. do you see do you see the illumination lectures growing into something else, or is it? kind of steadily staying what it what it is right now what, what did you see
3: forecast the, the future well i well I'm a Masonicon thing like this is kind of stems from that so that's one example but i think just keeping them more consistent and you know it's sad that a lot of lodges that had consistent lectures have stopped they haven't had the manpower to maintain them yeah. and that's unfortunate and we have been blessed to still keep it alive and that's a testament to the committees that are formed and the incoming masters that see a value in it and whether they want to attend all the lectures or not they still budget for them to make sure it happens for the lodge which is what we're thankful for as well but it's sad that it's sort of diminished at other establishment other lodges and we we can still carry the torch for how long
1: well you planted the seed right earlier we were talking about watering the plant and continuing to water that plant and being present in order to watch it grow and make sure it's going in the right direction uh, following the light right so i think that's that's very important for all lodges if you're going to start a program or you're going to start something within your lodge to make sure you follow through and make it nurture it nurture it keep it keep it big growing and you have to cultivate it you can't
3: just walk away from it after it reaches a zenith and it you know, you get all the pats on the back for it. You have to live through it, through the good and the bad of it. And and kind of commit to the fact that this might be a lifelong thing I'll be doing. As long as they support it, I'll be here to assist in providing it and bring along other people. And hopefully they're more inspired than me and yeah. help make it better. And exactly. If I could step out away for a few years and I could still <laughs> come back and it's there. But I should always still be fathering, nurturing that thing I help create yeah right definitely it's the only way
1: it's something that you know it's very important because you 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 birthed it you you want to make sure it's growing and you want to make sure it's going in in the right direction yeah
3: you know and it wasn't just me it was a few of us but it's it definitely and they've all still remained either integral or part of it in some shape or form which only makes the journey much more special i think when you see them better together oh yeah you get more done you get more done that way definitely
2: yeah, masonry is definitely teamwork. It's the beehive, beehive <laughs> yes, commerce. Yes, you know, one right? of my favorite uh, emblems. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I,
1: I feel you know the worker bee. I mean, us coming together to for to to get to a specific goal. It's very important for us to work together in order to get there. But it also understanding what the goal is. And we, we need to know what that goal is in order to achieve it. And you know, like all of us, all four of us together, we we have a common goal. We want to. Enrich this craft and, and grow and help it grow in, in, in different ways, but we have a common goal. We, we're doing something for the craft. We're doing something not for ourselves, but for the craft. And I feel through our labors, we're going to see something beautiful grow out of this, you know, through, through Keepers Trust. of the Word, through Illumination Lectures, through Masonic Con, through SoCal Research uh, Lodge. Uh, it's, it's something that I feel it's, is um, needed, especially right now. It's, it's on, very... on the way
2: down here, uh, Dago and I uh, were talking about uh, leadership in the Masonic context. And we were talking about, uh, in particular, teamwork and uh, leading by example. And the example and the finest uh, uh, instance of it that I have heard, uh, that i have I have personally witnessed, is this guy sitting right right next to me here, and uh, he's willing to do anything. He'll he'll sweep the floor. Um, he will he will do the most responsible thing, and he will do the least uh, uh, of things without regard to what what kind of prestige he's gonna gonna get out of it. Um, another thing that that we talked about that um, I, I really learned first in, in esoteric groups that I was in before I really got active in masonry. And that is that um, people always get in this thing about taking credit for something. And I've seen so many groups uh, fall apart at the seams over that kind of issue. So um, I, I I have this kind of watchword, which is that Credit when shared is multiplied, not divided and and when when you share the credit because very seldom do you- call, nothing that this guy here has accomplished did he do by himself? He did it in part by showing that he was willing to work, inviting other people to participate in that, giving them responsibilities, backing them up and and that, that, is what, that is what really makes teamwork. And, and when you've shared credit for some, something with someone, then, then they, feel, they feel that they've been valued by that. If somebody helps you do something, but you want to hug all the credit to your own self, that makes, peop, that makes people feel, feel ignored. It makes people feel diminished. That's not the way masonry is supposed to work we should always be working for the good of the whole for the good of the entire hive exactly
0: no nope. you know. yeah it was uh i i've been taught that within the pythagoras school that no one actually had official id that everything that was published out of that school was a combined effort of the school and no one took individual credit for it so really they it's it's hard to know where those theorems and such that came out of pythagoras's school who actually came up with them because they all shared they they shared their ideas and they 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 appreciated the glories together and they took the the heartache together that's what
2: i like about things like what we're doing right now with this conversation none of these ideas belong to anybody here at this table Correct. These ideas are we're, the reason we're sharing them isn't just our conversation but whoever else may listen to that and and, and take that as as an example that's the way this fraternity is going to grow.
1: I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Where do you see Freemasonry in the next 10 years? I think uh, that
2: it's going to that it's going to start start growing again. Um, when, when I joined in 1966, I think that that was kind of the top, where 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 the membership peaked, and it started going down. And as it went down, Grand Lodge after Grand Lodge started concentrating on how many bodies can we get in here. People started coming to a lodge and being handed a petition the first time they walk in the door. Um, people people rush through the degrees. Um, there places where they want to make it. They said, these are busy young men these days. There's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of things that they're doing. We should make it faster, easier. That has devalued it. Anything that you can get fast and easy you don't value it when you when you have to when you have to work for it when you have to strive when you have to put effort into it that gives you value that internalizes that that Ownership. value and so i think as we do that we're going to reverse that trend that that we're that the members are the membership will will grow and that that will have fewer members like I was for forty years, where I was a member in in name and dues only. Card carrying Mason, and, and yes, a card carrying. You should be doing something other than carrying the card. Uh, and and um, I, I'm I'm really optimistic that uh, that we're going to see a new growth in the fraternity, and it's going to be based around Masonic education. And and um, ob- observant practices, making making the uh, ceremonies uh, the 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 depth dive into ageless wisdom that, that is designed to be, rather than us all just skipping our stones across the pond.
3: But you also mean like a growth in value. Right? Yes. The value, what you're learning, and not growth and not too much. I don't think it's going to blow up into the numbers that you saw after, the 19, after World War II in the 1950s yeah. where it was just they just had so many masons they didn't even know what to do with them. And I think it's going to be much more of uh, uh, quality, value, quality, and you're not going to have 500 members in a lodge, but you'll have like 100 very well-rounded masons that hopefully can lead by example, and that's the, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah, uh,
2: I think I that I quality is much more important than the quantity. Correct. But I, I do think that the quantity will also rise. If, you, if what w- the quality that we're putting out is going to draw the kind of men that will, that will buy into this and that will have masonry really, really change their
1: lives in a deep way. I had a brother, uh, I believe he was from North Hollywood Lodge. I'm not going to put his name out there because you know, I don't have his permission to say. What I'm about to say is uh, he was a part of a, of a different order before he, he joined Masonry, and he was a uh, part of the OTO. And he, he had a great time at the OTO. He got the information that he wanted, he, and, and he came to Freemasonry because he wanted the brotherhood. He wanted to be around the loyalty, the brotherhood, the, the solid, solid, solidarity that's here and i believe right. that's the different that differentiator if i may that, that we're we're more of a solid group than everybody else and i'm not trying to take away from anybody but i'm saying this group this this fraternity is built on specific virtues and you know one of them being you know honor honor is, is very important i mean to me it is and i think that's what's going to bring that 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 type of quality that we that we want you know, the, the, the good folk that want to come down here and make a difference.
3: Well, I think it changes with if usually when men join masonry, it's the uh, if they don't come into it with an agenda, I, I, I feel that they get more out of it and they stick to it and they embrace it. And ones that do come with an agenda either dispel it and stick with it or they say, oh, it's not for me, and they leave. So I think that's where it makes it a bit different than most of the men that do come through our doors don't really have an agenda except to understand what this mystery is. What am I going to get out of this? What am I going to learn? And when they come to our lodge, we uh, we flip it on them and we say, well, what are you going to bring to the lodge? What value do you feel you have in yourself that we could help you grow and expand, and, and you can contribute to and share with us so we can learn from you as well. Because you have that gift in you, we just, it just needs to be opened up. And this and masonry helps provide the tools for you to do that, but it won't do it for you. And it won't be easy. There's work involved, and we lay it out right in the beginning so there's no you know, misconception of what they're getting into before they even put in their application. So it great it's a great filtration process to the point of okay well it's, they're not ready for this, their life is too busy to really commit to this, and that's fine. The lodge will still be here. Come back when you can do this because now you know what it's going to take now, right. so right. take your time and take it you know make it more of a priority than the rest of the other stuff that might be important right now in your life to handle
2: and this 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 is an, a really important point as well, and um I was talking before about some some lodges you could come and they'll they'll give you a petition the first time you mm-hmm. you come in the door. Um, we don't do it that way in um, observant practices it's called guarding the west gate. Right. Be careful who who you bring who you into in? a lodge. Yep. So we we gen- we have a very active social calendar at South Pasadena and we have a really really good cook for for our stated meeting dinners. We we invite prospects to come to this, and we go out of our way to see that they meet a lot of different people. We don't give them a petition until um, they know quite a few people in the lodge, and um, we don't really try to, to um, capture them in any way. Uh, we, we really explain what our approach to masonry is, that we're heavily into um, taking your time going through the degrees. And we're heavily into study and meditation, things like that. That might not be what you're most interested in. And if it isn't, we we still want to encourage you to be in masonry but we'll recommend why don't you go to lodge x or why don't you go to lodge y check though check those out as well um, lodges should not be competing for members any more than they should be trying to outdo one another right and and so
0: they've all got different personalities and different right. peoples and different likes and
3: well, the way I describe it to somebody visiting a lodge is like, it's like a, lodges are like high schools. You have a high school that's great, has a great football team, a great, another one that's got a great debate team, a great, another one's got a great chess team. If you're a chess player, do you want to join the lodge that's got the great football team? Of course not. Right. So you want to travel and visit other lodges and see which one you connect to the best because that's the one you're going to want to commit to and it's it's going to be your second home. So. You don't marry right after the first date. You kind of keep going on a few more before you commit to it. And that's what we encourage them to do. And I mean, most of the time they come back and they say, well, I kind of like this one the most. Okay, well then let's move forward. But that's our way of saying we're not, we're not the end-all be-all. We're not the only one. We're not the best. We're not the worst. There's a lot out there. Just we just want to make sure that you know what is out there, so you know your choice was the correct choice when you chose right. whatever lodge that you, you found choose. your home. Because I didn't have that option when I first my mother lodge. I just came in. God was given an application. I didn't even know I could visit other lodges, and I didn't travel out until I was a master mason to visit my first lodge out of my own mother lodge, and I think that's that was a. Uh, Not a big mistake, but I think I would have benefited more and made a better educated choice if I would have been able to visit other lodges and see what the perspective was like in those significant lodges. Most profound Masonic experience. Most profound. Well, probably yes. the third degree. Getting my third degree and feeling and well, can't really talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. But I think that that to me was a, a very emotional and spiritual. Uh, it felt like it was the end of a journey and the be in the beginning of another journey, if you will. And I to me that that had a profound impact. And then seeing Masons that I have helped raise become go up the line and become masters themselves and help create things at the lodge that have helped masonry also i think it's a big a big kick that i get from masonry
0: i think that for me i know that when i see these younger generations that are coming up and doing stuff it's definitely it's it's kind of a a fatherly feeling almost that like you're watching your kids grow up you know and you're like they're they're moving on they're doing this you know i'm 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 the member. I'm the president of a motorcycle club, and I was the first prospect of the club. So, I went through that, and now I see. I get to watch all my prospects going through the prospect periods to become full-fledged, full-patched members of our club, and it's it's definitely a and joy it, it to see that. Encourage you to stick around. And, oh, absolutely. And
3: continue to contribute and see them stick around and contribute and pay it forward. And I think that that is what helps have keep a lodge grounded and sustainable as well, laying that foundation with the, the newer members that you see move up and take over your positions. Yep. I think that's important and great. It's paying it forward. That's probably the
1: most fulfilling, I would say. You know, like I remember when I was going through my degrees, after I was done with my degree, my brother here would pull me to the side and he'll give me a different perspective as to what everything is. And that was just mind-blowing for me. I was like, wow. So now I'm able to pass that on to Jonathan, to Brian, and, you know, other brothers That's, that are around.
3: Well, it's so funny you say that because South Pass, there was a past master that we both, all all us younger Masons, knew, knew more. And he we, he would flaunted, like, oh well you don't really know what that means yet. But wait till you get him and we'll get the degree, we're like, well what does that mean? And he would not share it. He was the part of the joy is to figure it out yourself. I'm like, well then don't mm-hmm. tease me. Don't Help tease- me out. <laughs> Throw me a <laughs> bone. I mean give me point ahead. me in the right direction at least. But over here. that was just the worst. Like whenever he would just make everything point to things and say this is this means more than what you think it is and I'm like, All right, well educate me. And then he would just walk away. That was I always said that to him. I will never do that to a exactly. brother, any brother, if they ask. And if I know, I'll share if they're ready to learn it. But it's it's yeah, it goes both ways.
1: Brother Gerald, how can somebody join the pu- or or get the publication of uh, SoCal Research?
2: Well, one thing they could do is uh, go online to our website, which is theresearchlodge.org. Com, com. Although .com com or .org, either one will will, get you there. there. Um, It costs $25 a year to uh, receive the uh, 11 issues of the magazine. And for that, you get a uh, link on the first of the month. To um, a digital version of of the issue, and um, then the this in the magazine in this form uh, costs an extra ten dollars. The hard and, copy um, for 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 the hard copies. We uh, these, this this was the first year, and we went right started going right through um, uh, symbolism. Uh, of of Freemasonry and we started with the with the uh, Masonic apron because that's the first gift that you get from from your lodge right and
1: found <laughs> <That's pretty cool>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I I'm, I enjoy these very much so yeah
2: I I, uh, I take the the um, the apron issue and the uh, Ashlers issue. When when I go see particular inter- Entered Apprentice degrees, and I will give one to the to the newly uh, uh, initiated uh, brother um, as as a way of trying to interest him in Masonic education and a way to perhaps not so subtly um, put in a plug for the research lodge <laughs> at whatever it is the lodge that I'm visiting.
0: You guys are. Definitely, I can definitely say that you had an impact on me 15 years ago when I joined the lodge because there was a book that was put out from Southern California Research Lodge that was white like my Alan apron, Roberts. and and I could open it up and and do this research on now that I'm a part of this this fraternity and and it was yeah a that, gift that's for-
2: Alan Roberts' book the the craft and its symbols yeah and 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 it looks like an apron because the the the, um, the, cover. the the has the, the, flap, the, the like cover has has a, a blue flap. line that lo- lo- looks like yeah. the flap of uh, Is
3: it, it was a the top the ten apron. book, right? It was a top. Yes, you're holding onto the top ten. Is this one right here? Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, yeah. oh, that's cool. And um, so you could you could go to the the website and subscribe there. Um, Masonicon
3: What's, what are the dates again? Uh, July 12th through the 14th, MasonicCon.com. Fraternal Review is going to have a booth there. So, well, the Research Lodge, they're going Easy to have question. it as big as uh, Grand Lodge with the books, the magazines. Ooh, the, we, we just printed the 2018 annual, uh, so it's an all-in-one book. That's going to premiere at MasonicCon, oh, and <laughs> we're picking that's... them up next week, right? And we're we're gonna have a booth at your
2: uh esoteric. Yes, line we'll, as we will. We look well. forward to that as well. Yeah, I don't know if to we're it. gonna bring all of the books down, but we'll we'll definitely be um doing the uh the magazines and a and a selection of the books. Well
1: we got you prime real estate for that. Okay. So that's we'll that's great.
2: We'd it. love to do it. And at those events we we um we also have uh written applications that you can that you can do uh to subscribe to the magazine. We changed our membership policies just a couple of years ago um, because of the Grand Lodge uh, changing their policies a little Structure. bit. Structure, yeah. um, They They um, made it where if if you're just subscribing to the magazine and you don't renew in January, starting in February, you don't get the magazine anymore. But if you're a member and you don't, resubscribe, then that's your dues and you show up on the IMember system on the Grand Lodge website as not in in good standing, which can cause you trouble especially if you're you are an officer in, in, in a lodge. Um, so uh, we we now make it where in order to join the research lodge we only want people to be members who Who want to actually come and participate. Okay. So now, in order to be a member, uh, your subscription is your dues, but you have to come to the research lodge. We meet the third Mondays of uh, January, April, July, and October. You have to come to a stated meeting. you have to file a a um, a regular uh, affiliation petition. And we don't, because we don't confer degrees, we don't have to investigate you beyond that you're in good standing in your Blue Lodge. That's your qualification. We can actually vote you in that that very night. Um, we also, um, just to make sure you're taking it seriously, we also now have an affiliation fee of hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so we went from having about seven hundred odd. Um, members to now we, we're somewhere in the, the 70s, I think, but we we have the people as members who, who want to be active, and um, other Masons can participate. You don't have to be a member to come to our meetings. You don't have to be a member to participate in our activities, um, but if you do want to be a member, um, we want you to be an active member.
0: Not much to ask for.
1: So, um, if you're going to go to MasonicCon, make sure you get your tip. If you want the discount, make sure you get the tickets before Sunday. MasonicCon.com. Um, we look forward to being there. We, we look forward. To, I'm looking forward to fighting. Yeah, Club. me too. <laughs> so it, it's going to be a good time. I feel you know, just brotherhood, fun, um, information, knowledge, all of it is going to it's going to be a great. Anybody time.
2: that went to. Um... Grand Lodge year before last and saw uh, Johnny Royal's uh, movie 33 mm-hmm. um, and beyond yeah. mm-hmm. I think is the name so, of it yeah. yep. he has he the has Illuminati. a new movie um, uh, that much of it filmed at, at our uh, South Pasadena Lodge on mm-hmm. the the rituals of the Illuminati and and um, and are you we, debuting this movie? That movie that movie is there'll be is, preview is, of it a, pre- a short little preview of it. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. and and uh, Johnny will be there as yeah, well. Yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah. Awesome.
1: To well, the, we we like brother Johnny he came down here and we we saw 33 and beyond here with him.
3: It was it was a really good time. Yep. Um, and this one's really, really impressive because he's got a lot of the scholars, Joseph Wages, who wrote the book. I saw that um, on yeah. the Secret School of Wisdom. We've been waiting and for it. we
0: get that probably one of the things that we're asked over and over and over and over again from our audiences, Illuminati questions, and we just keep saying we're not going to talk about it until because as soon as Johnny told us that he was working on that movie when we had him up here for the viewing, um, we're like, okay, we're not even going gonna- to, so we're not even going to. Pretend to talk it. about it until that movie comes out, so that we can have good, 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 firm, legitimate reference. Reference,
3: and it's shot beautifully. They went to Germany. They did some shoot. I saw a lot of those. Yeah, it's yeah. I enjoyed. think
0: he had. I think the night that he was here, he had just gotten back from yeah. Austria or yeah. something like that. So he was. Yeah. He they, was pretty jet lagged. They
3: recreated a lot of the degrees. Um, I don't think they show a lot of them, but they still show enough that makes it. Re- it's 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 like the factual story. It's like a historical right. piece on the truth of it, of how it existed, how it came about and how it fell apart and why pop culture has adopted it as the thing. Yeah. But so it'll be a good, a good view. Oh, awesome. sure. Awesome. Be well,
1: fun. we look forward to it. Um, right now we're going to wrap up if, uh, that's fine with everybody. Um, sonic we're looking forward to it. We're going to be there. Hopefully y'all can make it. We'd like to meet you there. If possible, go to Masonic Um, we also want to thank uh, Samsung Technologies for the sound and equipment, LA Harbor Lodge for the Goose and Gridiron, um, Indigo Beehive Creative for producing the show, and all of our fans for supporting. And check out keepersoftheword.net, that's where we have a bunch of our stuff. and We're going to start forwarding information, links, and uh, things to our, from our brothers, you know, in order to support and, and support the craft. So um thank you very much for being here thanks for joining share. us and and we we want to thank you guys too for having us
2: here and um for the fellowship that we had before we started uh, uh talking on on air um this evening and um we we see that we we can uh, really be symbiotic
3: with one another exactly and, and that's uh, for sure uh, Have brother, our have brothers supporting our brothers, brothers. Reinforce women, and, and thanks for having the courage to start one of the, the or oh, the first podcast in California, right? I haven't. Is there another one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Masonic podcast. We, we we
0: see stuff popping up every once in a while. I don't. We're, I don't we, we, we just do what we, us. We, we we exactly. Yeah, well, that's what it's all what about. Us. Stay focused on our vision. Yeah.
2: Well, our magazine usually has a uh, a podcast and a film and a book in our pop culture section that. Relates to whatever that that month is. Um, we look forward to maybe having you guys be one of our. We podcasts would cool. Love I'd like to. That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah. And I do look into them to see how, if they connect to the themes. Every time we yes, have to pick yes. one, I'm like, "What are they? Did they do one on this?" Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't just <laughs> pick without out of the index. <laughs> no, <yet>. they're not. <laughs> they're not at first, yeah, but yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very
1: much. Thank you and Thanks again. Thank, thank you, you, brothers. Thank like, you. Like, follow, share,
0: please.